Hey, it's Nasty Bob, and it's the It's Nasty Podcast. And this week, I have special guest Kevin with Sever Red. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for coming up. Where are you from? I'm from Woodstock, Virginia. Well, live there now, but I guess you could say I was born in Manassas, Virginia. Moved there when I was five to Front Royal, and that's where I grew up. Front Royal, Virginia. All right. Yep. And I hear you have a band. I do. Yeah, it's sort of a one-man thing. Well, getting some people to play with me before I officially announce them. But yeah, we're working the logistics of that. But yeah, yeah, it's a one-man band. And uh, as of now, recording an album and wrote everything, record all instruments. And yeah, did that. So ex- explain a one-man yeah. band. I mean, I get, I understand the words one-man band. But so I, how do I, you do a one-man band? I, so I don't. You're right. So that's why, like I said, I'm looking for people to play with and I'm play live shows. And got most, I need one more guitar. Honestly, so all right, hello, listening. Yeah, hello, exactly. <laughs> We're looking um, for a guitarist, lead, lead, yes, and exactly. And um, so when I say one man band, I should say I just wrote the whole album, wrote all the guitar, bass, drums, and all that stuff. And then I went to Michigan to record with a guy named Josh Schrader. If he's listening right now, he's awesome, and I miss you. So went up there to do that. Yeah, I wanted to record an album, and I had a vision for myself and how I wanted it to sound. So my philosophy was let's just write it, and hopefully it's good, like, because it's hard to find band members around here. My thinking was, my theory was, let's just write the best album I can. And um, hopefully it's good enough to be like, hey, here I wrote this. Would you want to be a part of it? And that's kind of where I'm going. So far, like I said, I just need one more person. So do you do the lyrics? Like, do you sing? Or yeah. did you have someone else do that? Like, Yeah, I do the lyrics and sing. Play guitar, too. I'm, I'm sort of toying. Like, rhythm, I'm a rhythm guy. And... Like I said, I wrote all the lyrics, I sang everything on it, um, wrote all the guitar. But as for playing shows, my plan is to, like I said, I'm do the I'm a rhythm guitarist, and um, so I need a lead because. Frankly, uh, I'm not good. I'm not that great of a guitarist, and and it's a it's a pain in the ass to sing and play at the same time. I can do the rhythm stuff, but when it gets to picking, I lose it. So you lose it. Like I said, lead guitars. I need you also. All right. Well, you know, <laughs> we got this out here. So any guitarist out there that needs somebody and wants a jam with Kevin, definitely hook us up, and we'll get you hooked up with Kevin. That's for sure. When did you start this band, or just with music in general? Let's start with the, your a little bit of your history. Like what. Sh- how, sure. did, how did you fall in love with music and why are you going this this route in your yeah, life? Yeah, so, shoot, that's a good question. I'd say I fell in love with music. I remember my grandma when I was, I don't know, nine, ten years old. She bought me a guitar um, for Christmas or whenever birthday. I don't know what it was. And it was just a little Harmony small guitar that, I don't even probably like a Walmart brand, honestly. Yeah. Just a cheap, because why would she spend money exactly. on it? She don't know. She just wanted me to try it. And I didn't even know if I wanted it. And like I said, that thing just sat for like three or four years. I remember I was 15, 14 or 15, I think. I was like, just bored one day, and I was like, well, let's go try this thing out. And I remember, I remember to a T, it's like a core member, I guess, because like I said, freeandeasyguitar.com was a website. Just There were 17 lessons or something like that. I just did one lesson a day. I remember the first time I played, like, it was Smoke on the Water. I think that's everybody's first song they, they learn. And right. it's like, but it was like, you know, like, particularly that was cool too, but I was like, all right, this isn't like, this is what everybody learns first. But the coming to God moment, I guess, or whatever the light, you know, shining on y'all like this is what i'm meant to do right was uh i remember on that little guitar i learned um never too late by three days grace and like i remember the first time i played just that first riff the dun, 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 it was like the best high i've ever felt uh-huh. and, like i was like yeah i want to do this for a living and i had not any good right now but it was like yeah i want to do this i love this like i can imagine just singing and playing and yeah i just want to do this and like i would always like go to shows at jiffy lube live uh-huh and like it was like yeah yeah, this this would be awesome.
awesome. So like I said, the guitar was kind of awful, really awful, honestly. It wasn't very good. And I remember my dad, you know, I'm like, hey, can I get a guitar? And you know how that goes. It's like, yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Christmas comes. And um, it actually wasn't even a Christmas present. He actually, for my birthday, and um, he just took me out to Guitar Center and just pick what you want. And I remember he told me, he's like, but make sure you do something with this because this ain't cheap. Make some of yourself with this with this instrument, like in a nice, loving, well, yeah, loving yes, kind right. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just he was joking, right? So that was that. I, it was a little Epiphone SG, and um, yeah, I just would play every day, love it, and like eventually got well good enough to uh, fast forward to 17 years old. So like self-taught. So you never yeah went completely and- self-taught. I remember. I did try a lesson once in Winchester, and nothing against the guy. Uh, he, you know, his whole thing was, you know, learning just, you know, songs cover, like not cover songs, sorry, but just learning like whatever songs. And like I had in my head, like I kind of want to write my own. Can you help me with that? And he's like, no, nah, I'm just teaching you how to like play songs, you know, mm-hmm. just for fun. And I was like, I get that, but I don't really want that. So that was, I lasted for about a week. I think we had two lessons, and that was that. So yeah, after that, I was just YouTube and just self-taught and just trial and error. Like I said, uh, I'm not a very good guitarist. I'm not technical. Um, but I, I make up for that with heart and passion, I think. And uh, People will realize you don't have to be. I think we've seen with some of the greatest guitarists that they end up becoming the greatest guitarists because of their love exactly. and passion. It turns into skill. Exactly. And like, that's why people end up loving them. Yeah, that's why people love Nirvana. That guy was, I mean, you can go on YouTube right now and find live shows of him messing notes all the time, but it wasn't about that. It was about the passion. Mm-hmm. He loved his music. And actually, matter of fact, the guy, the producer I went to record this little EP with, remember he told me that and it stuck with me. He was like I think it was something like a quote like to miss a note is unimportant but to play without passion is inexcusable and I just love that wow you know what I mean I, I, that's that deep. stuck with me yeah yeah I, I love that and like that's just kind of how that's my philosophy on music and everything like I don't really care like to be the best guitarist in the world like technical wise I just want to get my thoughts out there you know and get my uh my demons out there in the song because song writing music for me is therapy honestly it's uh gets all that bad stuff out of there too yeah because uh, you don't want that purging yeah and like spur- spinning in your head yeah exactly and it's nice like you know when people i remember a couple people said just for the first single we released forever changed uh just tell me like how much it means to them you know tell me about how much it means to them because you know that song is about my dad who passed away when i was 15 he struggled with alcoholism that's what it's all about the whole song and um i've had my problems with uh, addiction and alcoholism myself and that's what the whole song's kind of about like mm-hmm. the first verse is kind of me witnessing him growing up um and then second verse is like oh shit i'm like you dad just acknowledgement and just still yeah. knowing i miss him and that's uh, just acknowledging the whole situation that i still love and miss him that's why the whole bridge gone now but not forever one day we'll be together right that's why it's sort of got a little hope to it because other songs are kind of they're kind of dark like i said i mean the best music to me comes from not necessarily a dark place but a real place a raw place you know what i mean right so before we listen to your song describe your your music or your inspirations like sure like i said i told you earlier seether is my absolute favorite band stained i love stained i would big fan of 10 years three doors down was my favorite thing growing up and still to this day um like i said three days grace the first song i learned and the pre-adam the adam got here days i don't really care for the new stuff but um i mean yeah i have so many like i mean i like old country i like you know johnny cash i like i even like some pop i mean I, kelly clarkson like she's really good like i was mm-hmm. jamming to her the other day like i think she's the best american idol that came out of there and um yeah i have a love for pink too yeah <laughs> pink pinks yes pink's really good avril lavigne too i was jamming to her the other day like because they're just good and it's just real like and it's pop and here's another thing they are real artists exactly you know they are who they are exactly. and they put that 
out there and yeah. that, that's another reason why I love them uh, because they're they're who they are exactly you know they're not this fake they're not faking it right faking it and they're not you know trying to be they're not trying to wear the you know the I don't even know the you know the best clothing and yeah. you know and have all this stuff out there yeah no exactly that's you know it's funny like I said it's probably watch one of my favorite bands but there's a interview with Sean Morgan Hope C they're the singer and like he had a thing like he's like these days you know a lot of bands just care about they put more time into their makeup and their appearance than the actual music and it's just like what the hell like you're forgetting what it's about like music like I said music to me should be from the soul real leave for me like I said leave the gimmicks to something else I don't know I just feel like the music is what is the foundation and everything like the other stuff's cool but like I don't know just keep it real yeah it's just I mean I'm rambling but the summary of everything and with music for me is keep it real and like I'll appreciate anything that's real regardless of the genre to right. sum up because so what's the new song that you have out now it's called forever changed so that's the one you have out now. Yep, yep, it's out now. It's Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere. Um, so you can download it where any yep. streaming device. Anywhere streaming, iTunes, you can buy it. Trying to, like I said, I'll probably just release singles. But my plan is to get the when the EP is out, get some physical copies, stuff like that, so people can buy it if they want. But yeah, everybody can, like I said, Spotify anywhere you stream music. And also, uh, we just dropped a little teaser for. Um, the next single coming out next Friday, which is called Desperation. Okay. So that's exciting too. Oh, yeah. 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 Are we going to get a little tease of that? Sure. Yeah. I'd love to. Yeah, uh, for sure. Okay, great. She's learning the spell. So this next part of the interview was actually a candid talk that Kevin and I were doing, not really realizing that we were still kind of recording. And I felt like it was still important information that you should hear about. And this is all talking about public schools. And I start off with mentioning about Banana Bob and her struggles in public schools right now. Yeah, well, and the thing with that too is that because kindergarten was, 20, was COVID, so she lost that part of yeah. kindergarten learning. Right. Part of first grade. So a lot of the fundamentals this class is having difficulty with. Like she's, I feel like she's behind a little bit. Right. When it comes to spelling and even knowing like her multiplication, she's in fourth grade. And I'm like, I don't understand why you don't know this. Mm -hmm. And then I think back, I'm like, oh, no, she's had, she missed some of that learning because of COVID. Is that when we start learning multiplication? Fourth grade? I don't even remember. Mm -hmm. Really? Well, they're so they're all doing rounding and decimals and multiplication, division. I'm like, I remember certain exercise for multiplication. It was what's one times one, two times two, three times three, and then you see the pattern of what it makes. And I don't know. Yeah. See, algebra. I don't know about algebra. That's, I had to that do that awful. twice. That was no fun. Oh, it was terrible. I failed it. The only reason she passed me because she didn't want me again. Because I had to do algebra twice because I couldn't do geometry. Me either. I can do I math. I was he was just Mr. Arrogant. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know. And so when the first marking period, he comes to me. He's like, "You're not understanding this, and I think you need to get out of my class." And I'm like, well, "Where am I gonna go?" Right. Right. Which meant I had to go back to algebra, which I had algebra in eighth grade. Yeah. So now I was freshman in high school, and now I'm like, I have, and I did okay with algebra. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't fail it, but yeah. I got like BC. Uh, it was fine. So then I go back to algebra. Well, I end up acing it because I had done it the whole year before right and he was the only geometry teacher so my sophomore year i had to go back to him and i'm sitting there going still don't understand it right, right. <laughs> what am i gonna do now like it's, dude, it's just a bunch of formulas like i can do math all day but when you start giving me just like a equals x and it's like i don't you know what i'm looking why? at yeah i'm good yeah i'll leave that to the experts because that's one thing too about you know public like, school. i'm not gonna be an engineer i don't need to know exactly I, i'm a firm believer public school is just kind of just like they're almost teaching you just to work the nine to five and die. Like, I mean, and even just like you said, throwing algebra. I haven't used algebra since I left school. And like, what were some of the subjects? You know, why didn't they teach us about tax?
taxes and you know stuff like that mm-hmm. it's just weird i don't know yeah i think they and they don't consider the creative mind in public schools Mm-mm. you know the arts the yeah. music i mean and that's the first things they cut oh yeah a hundred percent and but some people that's the way they learn and yeah. that's who they are yeah you can't force math down them no, like you my can't. daughter has a problem with that she she hates math because yeah. she is artistic right right me too and if you could make math artistic to her then yep. maybe but they don't come up with that yeah. and that's the thing too i, I feel like it too much of a one-size-fits-all approach and it's not like that you know everybody has their own way of learning like you said yeah like i'm the same way someone could tell me give me directions all day until i actually do it i'm not going to understand how to do it you know what i mean i got a my hands-on type person Mm -hmm. i just think that some people are and same thing like you said when now pushing creativity in school they don't i remember plenty of times well you know they'll question what do you want to be when you grow up Mm mm-hmm I say music. Well, Pixar realist. How is it not realistic? Yeah. It's, I'm a firm believer too. You can be anything you want to be in this life. I firmly believe if you want enough, put your mind to it. You can be absolutely anything. Whether that's on the go to the effing moon. You know what I mean? You right. Can, you can do anything. You just have to want it bad enough and not make excuses because it's not going to be a fun road. It's not going to be an easy road. No. Nope. Sorry. It's going to be fun, but it's going to it's going to be all the bad emotions too. It's going to point of a journey. Is that's when you find out how much you want something. You know what I mean? Right. That's why I'm glad to see a lot of these rock schools popping up yeah you know around the oh, area yeah. i mean i School think it's a lot and all that yeah it's a lot it's very beneficial for the creative people for and sure for the people the you know the rock yeah the, you know music in general mm-hmm. because they have they've taken all that stuff out of the school yeah i mean luckily my daughter she's learning recorder now <laughs> and that's the thing too but why, why a recorder that, that was the thing it's same when i grew up like why is elementary it's a recorder i don't get it i don't get it either there's got to be some reasoning i don't know unless it's just because that's the way it is i think it's probably just because that's the cheapest thing they can probably give your instrument and then throw a tag oh you're learning music i don't know yeah but yeah and then you learn three little lambs and or mary had a little, little lamb, lamb. And three three blind <laughs> row, mice row, row yeah. your boat. <laughs> all that crap yeah. and it's like for what i don't know it's it's weird it's just yeah. really weird and it's funny too like we do have band stuff i remember in my high school warren county uh they had the band but like some people don't want to do like the whole marching band marching type thing. like they need to have just like a band like a five-piece band but like you sort of take turns and you just kind of do it that way instead of the whole trombone and all the brass instruments was nothing wrong with that but i think you understand what i mean yeah right? yeah because you have your marching band and they have a concert band but the concert mm-hmm. band still the marching band it's exactly. just you're sitting down yeah. and doing more i don't want to say ballads but more or classical i guess yeah than your marching songs exactly and then some ghouls are lucky enough to have a jazz band which right. is still the concert band mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just playing jazz music instead yeah and you have more of the jazz instruments as the forefront right than the other instruments yeah so you haven't really again changed anything yeah exactly so for the inspiring artists who want to be a rock star right. or a pop artist or yeah. whatever it doesn't vibe with that like no. it, it never interests me yeah i never wanted to join band see um, and i did i was i played saxophone right from fourth grade yeah wow fourth grade <laughs> all the way up to my senior year you're probably pretty good then can you still play something i have not picked up a saxophone in years oh really yeah i was thinking about that because i my grandfather uh was the director of the roarsville band which is a marching band one of the oh, i can't oh he's gonna be so mad at me if i don't have this right <laughs> i think it is it is the oldest marching band in maryland that's still marked it's over a hundred some years old but yeah it's um it's the roarsville band out of roarsville maryland okay and my my grandfather was the director of it for 40 years right and so i used to even like play with them for a little bit but 
that was a thing. Like the saxophone was a cool instrument yeah. and I liked it, but I didn't love it. It was it was like you had to pick an instrument. Right. So I just picked the saxophone. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because all the other girls had the flutes and the clarinets and I was like, I don't want to be a flute and clarinet. Right. I want to do something different. That so I did the saxophone. Cool yeah. <laughs> and then I ended up on my senior year doing the berry, the baritone mm-hmm. one, which was as big as me, and I'm trying to march down the street with this yeah, thing. I bet. <laughs> it was not pretty. Out of breath. It was not good. <laughs> but that was the thing, like, but if they had something smaller, like you mentioned, yeah. you know, then I could have picked but, up I, I I would love to learn how they play the guitar. Yeah, like a high school bass. jam band, I love literally. bass, like yeah, like a high school jam band, literally. Like we were representing Warren County High School, and we just even we'll just sing it covers of like songs that are popular, just to get people, like I said, inspired in music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just yeah, we need more music in the arts and schools. Mm-hmm. And take out all the BS. Like I said, who needs to learn formulas? Not me. But I'm sure there's some people richer and smarter than I am that do use formulas. Well, that's so. true too, right? <laughs> but are they doing what they love? That's it too. Yeah, exactly. In my own life, been you know thinking about jobs and like what do I want to do. You know, I got to pay the bills, obviously, so I do have a job for that. But it's like in the end, it don't matter what I'm doing. I could jump the company wherever, do any field. It won't matter until I'm doing music for a living. Because like you said, when you have a passion, you just feel it. Yeah, it's a burning desire within you, and like nothing can stop it. And like I think a musician, like I said, you just you have to make music to keep going, even if no one hears it. Like it's just you're born. It's like it's who you are. It's just the way it is. Right. Uh, so Kevin, do you have any upcoming shows? Yeah, I do. October 28th. But uh, yeah, we're playing a little acoustic show. Me and my buddy, Stephen Malk, will be out there doing that thing. And it is at, he said, October 28th, 35834, Charlestown Pike in Hillsborough, Virginia. A little acoustic show with uh, another artist named Becca Sugg. So it should be fun. Like I said, just acoustic set, free, come out. So if you're not doing anything that night, come on out and see me try not to fail playing live (laughs) (laughs) i think you'll do fine i appreciate that i'm sure try my best oh that's awesome well thanks for stopping in gonna listen to your song now and again i wish you all the luck and when you're a big star please come back you're always welcome here in the bob rock studio as always thank you so much i appreciate you so much seriously oh you're welcome 